Hi, I'm Annette Way-Clark and this is The Cast from Simspa. Each month we will bring you the latest news and updates from the Simspa team and special guests will be joining us to talk about their experiences of working in the sport and physical activity sector. We hope you enjoy our podcast. So on this edition of The Cast, I'm delighted to be joined by two of Simspa's fantastic membership team, uh, George and Jason. Um, our membership team are our front line really for, for, for Simspa members and um anybody who's not a member who, who kind of wants a bit of advice about becoming a member, but also they are really there to help people across the sector, seems to be members with queries about their own personal development um, and career direction. So uh, we thought it'd be great to, to get to get George and Jason on the cast to um, give us a little bit more information about the, the kind of support that the membership team here offers and um, some of the career progression development opportunities that these 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 guys can can advise with um so, so yeah delight delighted to have you both here I know, know you're really busy um and mm. I know the kind of the support that that you give into members um is great I, I'm very privileged to see some of the fantastic feedback and to hear some of the conversation you have and it's it's always amazing yeah. so um George Jason t- tell us a bit more about about what you're doing as a team um and and what you've been supporting supporting members with recently really Thank you very much, Annette. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Um, ultimately, we're a very, very busy team. Um, we deal with a vast amount of queries that range from advice in relation to, you know, undertaking courses, you know, from um, starting learning and, and entering into the sector all the way through to supporting individuals who are established within the sector or even coming towards, you know, their end of work as a practitioner within the sector and even transpiring into other roles, more advanced roles within the sector. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I think the the main cornerstone of sort of what we we are very reactive in our role, um, and I think that's just the nature of being in a customer service type environment. Um, but I think given given the, that environment that we do work within, the nature of it, I think we do a really good job in in providing sort of career support, um, whether that is around like like Jason has mentioned there, um, somebody that's coming into the sector for the first time, they could be 18 years old or they could be 58 years old and the advice they get we, we kind of tailor it to them based on that um, usually those will be sort of telephone or, or email inquiries um, but again yeah there could be a new starter we'll say yep yeah, you should look at these qualifications um, you should use our directory to find training providers that, that we work with um, or they could be somebody that's that we know is a member already so they've been a member for say four or five years um, and they're just looking for that extra next step. They're looking for where they go next with their development, um, what sort of CPD courses they want to do, and we'll we'll try and get the information out to them in terms of what um, what sort of courses they're looking for, what's the content they're interested in. Um, so yeah, we we really, I mean, we've got a fantastic team of about I think is it seven of us we've got now. Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven which is the biggest. Us, yeah. yeah, biggest the team's ever been, which is great. Um, and everybody has their own approach and way of of dealing with with those sorts of things but um ultimately yeah we've, we've got some really knowledgeable people um but I've, I've been here for three years now jason just over two isn't it so yeah um, yeah so we've got loads of experience between us um we we feel like we know almost every answer um but obviously we do get thrown some some curveballs sometimes and some different interesting questions but uh it helps keep us on our toes um and yeah that, that's that's sort of the main I'd say the cornerstone of our, our like when somebody calls up and asks for advice and support um yeah. it's usually around that that side of it so where do i go next what do i do who do i contact um, sometimes we also have to um we like step in and and 
we have the back of all of practitioners within the sector. So just to make sure that we, we're providing that broad message and making sure that everyone's aligned and, and have that sort of clear message that we are working within a sector that we want to be a professional sector. You know, that in terms of wearing that professional status and understanding the true importance of what it means to work within the sector and provide the care that we do. Yeah, the, very, very much kind of that that professional status is something that we are really looking to to kind of hone in and and with our our, our new strategy, which we we're, we're just starting to talk about publicly. Um, that's kind of a key key cornerstone of that, and and giving professionals, as you, as you say, Jason, regardless of kind of the the role in cross sense of professional recognition. And I know kind of one one key bit of the work that that, that you guys do um, in conjunction with our education team is really this this thing about helping people to get the right professional development, the right qualifications, um, and and kind of very much linking that that endorsement. And, and as you said, people kind of starting out at the start of their career, making sure that they're they're choosing accredited endorsed qualifications which are linked to what employers need um yeah. but but also kind of signposting thing, things like people being able to specialize in in kind of delivering for certain populations or certain types of delivery i know you 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 got very strong links with with our education team yeah 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 we do um i think obviously we've got a, a great bank of i think it's around 2000 endorsed courses right now so Correct. i mean yeah. there's loads of stuff that we can refer to um I can't even tell you the number of times per day that I go onto that, that, that use their like um, resources to help find courses for members and and different things like that. So it's fantastic that we've got those resources available. Mm. Um, uh, further on from the education side of it, we've got our own sort of e-learning platform as well, which we can direct members to. So uh, that's Simpsburg Academy for those of you that would have used that. Um, that that's fantastic. Like that's a really great resource with free CPD for every member to use. Um, it is like personal and professional skill development focus. So for those that need that support, maybe you've got, you know, you're looking for employment or you need help writing a CV or using um, maybe Microsoft, um, you know, different Microsoft tools or whatever it is that that's, that stuff's there for you to access. Um, and as well through your membership, if you're in a practitioner status, you get access to the UK coaching side of things too, which is another great resource. Um, Jason, you worked out how much the the savings were on that one, didn't you? Well, it was. I can't take the credit for for that, but it was our inside department who provided an estimate that did we estimate about four thousand pounds worth of value through membership, which comes in, like you said, rightly said, you know, the Simsbury Academy. We've got links with UK Coaching, whereby practitioner members will ultimately benefit from a premium membership with them, uh, which can transpire into different things. You've got access to all of their benefits as well within our membership. Um, and there's just a vast amount you know it's just you know there's always something within what we offer for somebody and it's just you know we'd like we like the fact that people make use of that and that for 36 pounds or depending on how much it pays if it's offered by your employer as well um you know the value is there it's just there to be utilized and and really there to support the individuals massively yeah, there is there is so much, and it's something that we've we've been trying to highlight um, a lot more in terms of all all the the kind of benefits that that members can get access to, whether it's about their professional development, um, their their CPD points, um, or or broader, as you say, you know, Jason, you highlighted um, in George UK coaching and and their their platform. We we had a demo of that, and I think we were all quite quite astounded by how much. Yeah how much there is in that for our members that you know our members can access from uh, you know outside of the, the cpd the, you know discounts on high street retailers um 
but also well-being support helplines um you know advice on on kind of different aspects of what they do and and for those for those members as well um that that are self-employed or, or running their own business the the benefits that that kind of seems to remember membership offers in terms of as you say access to to the um sims for academy there's some kind of business modules on there um we've also got um the digital marketing hub which which you can have free access to so so yeah huge huge amount and um, i mean we, we we talk about about you guys in terms of being our membership team but it, it is much more than that and and kind of the right. heart of what you're doing is, is is what we touched on earlier is is kind of career development and that that professional status and and providing support can you just kind of maybe pick up on on kind of a couple of examples of of where you know obviously anonymously but 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 kind of types of members that you've sure. you've kind of helped supported signposted to, that really can kind of bit around their own career development yeah so ultimately an individual will contact us um and they would request help for moving into an area of the sector and therefore then looking for support to, for training around those areas so what we would do is we base our decisions off the professional standards what training is available and what standards are they mapped to and there's the occupational standards there's the population standards environmental and technical standards that all have in the, each one of those four sections they each have individual standards so for example this lady who contacted us she um initially she started she was a i believe she was a pt but she did want to move into group x with children of a certain age within a school environment um, providing a specific amount of training. So what we could do from the from that is a look at okay, what do you need? So you need the occupation, you need to meet the occupational standard of a group exercise instructor, because that's ultimately what you're going to be doing. What sort of population are you going to be looking at? What sort of environment are you going to be working with? We have an occupational, we have a environmental standard of working inside of school outside of curriculum which is something that we can then look at what training in our database is mapped to that standard. We also have standards in relation to working with children from uh, certain age groups. So there is the working with children um, population standard, and then there's working with children from zero to five years old. There's obviously naturally within that sort of area, there is obviously safeguarding as well that we'd recommend that you have. And then obviously we're providing them with the advice and sort of assurance that because a lot of individuals may not think to do this because it, it may not be a thing that was necessarily implemented within the sector, but also confirming what you've got or once you've got it with your insurance company, keeping them in the loop, making sure that they sort of are, are, are best informed to be able to advise and then therefore then ensure that you've got that wraparound care of yes, I do have the training. Yes, I can deliver to the population um, and I, I do have a full understanding of what I need to do, but also in the eventuality of something going wrong, you covered and that all parties are informed of, of what you've got and and that's basically one of the the sort of examples that i think of that would indicate how we manage to use uh, someone's wants or someone's need and then also apply that based on informed you know proper evidence-based advice really yes this is what the standards have this is what the training is that's mapped to those standards and therefore with each one of those courses that individual does that is endorsed they also have a, a standard there so should anyone ever want to check what have you got is that the right suitable thing they can go yeah it is and this is the standard it's mapped to and it's very it can be very powerful stuff definitely um yeah even as you said and that with the move to the with the new strategy and how professional status and recognition will look moving forwards um it's a really important part yes from an insurance side but also being a simpson member having that um those qualifications on your profile to demonstrate how you meet 
this professional standard and that professional standard and you have this training it, it's really important that that's one publicly available so that you you know someone can look on the member directory and say um yeah as an example it says somebody that's looking for a pre and postnatal um specialist so they can go on to the simsper directory um they found your details but they want to verify that you, you are who you say you are um so they can go onto the directory they can look you up and they can see that yes you have this group exercise qualification but you've also got pre and postnatal qualification and that means then you know they've have that that uh, confidence then as a member of the public to then work with you on that on that sort of thing so it's really um important alongside that to have have somewhere where you can almost keep a portfolio of all of your qualifications and training and um make that publicly displayable as well so that that somebody can can find that um if i think of an example that i've had recently is is on the chartered side which we'll touch on um in a moment but um, i had an individual come come to me who's interested in becoming a, a chartered member um and they'd only qualified sort of within the last 12 months so they very recently uh, joined the sector um from a personal training side of things um but they're really interested in in achieving that chartered status in the future so um yeah i sat down and had a had a 30 minute phone call with them and and discussed what the process is what the steps are to them achieving that that status what they need to look at from their own um career so what they actually need to have in terms of evidence of working with clients and um demonstrating whether having a positive outcome and 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 delivering results for that those clients um but also from a training perspective too. Um, they were more interested in the health side of it. So I said, look, let's have a look at exercise referral um, qualifications, look at qualifications that, um, as Jason's mentioned, professional standards, there's the working with long-term conditions one. So we looked at a few different ones there at, at cardiac rehab and um, obesity and diabetes and things like that. So we, we had a, a real delve into the different options available, the different routes um, where they can sort of branch off to, um, which will help them achieve that, that charter status in the future as well. So um, yeah, the, the motivations for what people come to us for, it might be that they want to help a certain sector of clients, a certain group of clients, um, it might be that they want to achieve chartered status. It might be that they are just simply interested in refreshing their knowledge. It's, it can be so varied, but um, I think we we feel like we've got an answer for almost anybody. So if anyone out there is thinking of it, just uh, yeah, give us a call and we'll find we'll find a way to help you. For sure. It's one thing to know, isn't it? Very much like you said, George, that if we don't know, we'll certainly find the individual who does know. And that's what's important. We will always do our utmost best to be able to support all practitioners and and even organizations who contact us through our lines we always do as much as we possibly can to be able to support because that's ultimately what we're here for we're here to support the sector and, and obviously um relay that sort of professional status to individuals it's, it's hugely broad as you say and I, I i won't i won't ask you for your, your kind of most weird or, or wonderful uh query that, you, that you've had but um just going back george to to chartered um chartered membership um we, we've got kind of a couple of pathways there, both from a perspective of a practitioner and from a manager. What um what kind of distilled down from what what's the benefit of of, of a member, a practitioner or, or a manager um of, of considering that that pathway, both in terms of what it gives them for their own development, but also what it does in terms of that recognition for them and helping them stand out. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in terms of a recognition side of it, there's there's nothing else in the sector that you'd be able to achieve that would give you what charter status gives you. It's the, the highest level um, of, I suppose, excellence and professional status in, in our sector. Um, achieving that is is something which 
Um, at the moment, there's there's it's a small number of people that we've got in that in that bracket. So you'd be one of the first people to achieve it. Um, it's yeah, from a professional status point of view, it is it is really a, a beneficial thing to have. You get the additional letters after your name. It says chartered within that within your post nominals. Um, you have that a, a chartered status that goes onto the directory. Um, you're issued a, a membership certificate which confirms that status for you as well so you get those those physical things as well as the sort of um tangible uh, uh, feeling that you have of, of being and achieving that charter status um outside of that there's loads of ways that you can use your, your chartered membership then to um not only i suppose benefit your own development because you go through a process that isn't um isn't like a normal membership application there is additional work to it you, you sort of reflect on what you've achieved in the past and you bring that into your assessment and your professional um, discussion, which is how you're assessed for the for the chartered status. Um, but also you're given the opportunity once you've you've been successful to get involved in things in with with what Simpsa are doing and how uh, you know other organizations um, in terms of building the sector and helping make it you know a safer and more professional place. Um, you know, for example, one of our chartered members is going to be supporting a uh, higher education partner with a project they're doing and, and sort of introducing their their new students to their course and um, giving them a bit of an introduction to what Simspa status and charter status means. Um, it might be that you get involved in our boards and committees, so you're helping sort of shape those new maybe professional standards or um, policy and things like that. So the, the potential that you could be involved in through charter status to me is is limitless, like you could do whatever you want with it. Um, and yeah, we're, I'm just really excited that we're we're going to continue to build on that. We're going to continue to offer more things, and hopefully, um, yeah, have have more more individuals come into that chartered status that then have that professional recognition and can shout about it to the world. It's that's great, and you know there is so many opportunities within our sector, and we we kind of are uncovering new new sort of nuances on roles and and things that people are, are kind of are moving into every every day, and sort of certainly kind of with. The focus around health and preventative, um, how how kind of sport and physical activity um, can be used to to support support prevention of long term health conditions, but also recovery, which we've we've talked about in a few podcasts recently. It's it's there's a massive opportunity. Just to say, guys, just thank you for the work that you do um, on on behalf of members and and for for taking the time out to to talk to us on on the cast. And I guess the message to any member is, you know, don't. Don't be afraid to kind of contact the team um, that they're, they're there to help and can can not just kind of help you with queries about yeah. your direct debit or or kind of your, your your profile. Although they're more than happy to do that, but also really thinking about you, your your professional development um, and, and professional status. Um, more than happy to kind of offer advice on that. But but thanks. Thanks very much, Jason and George, for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Our Skills Hub Manager for the South West, Simon Barnes, recently caught up with Active Cornwall CEO Paul Critchley to find out about his priorities since starting his role. I'm here with Paul Critchley, the new CEO of Active Cornwall. We're just going to discuss a few points um, today. Um, so what's been happening locally for you, Paul, since coming into post? We've been focusing quite heavily on uh, the, the communities in Cornwall and, and the organisation that we need to put in supporting those communities, particularly around areas of need with physical activity. Um, we're finding that um, some communities are finding it much harder than others to become physically active and that's where our focus is going to be. Okay, great. Um, so 
obviously, what have you been in the role for? Nearly six months now? Yeah, nearly six. Yeah. What have been the biggest, one big challenge that you've you've had in that period and an opportunity? I think I think they're two sides of the same coin, Simon. I think that the challenge is is really for us to sort of link with partners across the county to try and identify you know, some really strong priority areas for physical activity. And those tend to be things like health interventions and, and how we can really help people who are struggling a little bit with their physical activity um, become more active because that's got such a great benefit. And of course, that's the opportunity as well, is that we can work with those partners to, to really explore that area and, and really maximise that. We do some good work in that area already, so it's about really um, multiplying that effect. Oh, cracking. And um, obviously, it's quite new to the post, but are there currently any projects that you're hoping to achieve within the next six months? Um, not the LSAB at the moment, because that's another discussion, but yeah, so is anything sort of in the pipeline that's going to potentially come to fruition in the next six months or something you're working on as a priority? Yeah, we've been doing some really detailed work in a couple of priority um, neighbourhoods in, in Cornwall where the, the, the barriers to activity are, are the highest and therefore the inequalities in those communities are, are the highest. Um, and what we've been doing is, is recruiting sort of local, we call them peer researchers, but local people who can really dig into that for us and say, well, why is it that people are finding, you know, getting their physical activity on a daily basis or a weekly basis so hard. And the reason that's very important and exciting is because we can then turn that into some action around that. So we can work with partners and say, we now understand exactly why it is that those communities find that hard. Let's all pull together and, and help those communities and get, get them active. Oh, perfect. Um, just the last question is, um, looking at the relationship with Sims for now, especially on the Local Skills Accountability Board, um, and the approach to localised collaboration on skills, how important is that to not just yourself coming into the, this new role, but also Active Cornwall as a whole going forwards? Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's really important. What we've got to try and do as a sector in physical activity is, is really sort of maximise our, our, our impact. I've talked about the health sector already, but other sectors as well. And, and the way we can do that is by showing some real um, professionalism in that sector and that's not to say we we haven't got a professional standards already but I think you know chartered status in a number of senses will, will really underline that for the sector so I think that's I think that's going to be important for us. Great well thank you very much Paul good to see you again thanks for the coffee. Yeah no problem so and, um, by next time. Yeah definitely and we'll <laughs> catch up next time for uh, the LSAB. Yeah perfect see you then. Down the cast, I'm delighted to be joined by Sean Longhurst from Propel Teams. Propel have been working with SimSpa over, over the last couple of years on um, the digital marketing hub, which um, a lot of our listeners will be familiar with. Uh, digital marketing hub is a free to access resource for anybody in the sport and physical activity sector who really wants to um, enhance and build their confidence around digital marketing skills and, and knowledge. And uh, it's got a huge amount of engagement digital uh, marketing hub with over 8,000 uh, members of, of, of their accessing the hub um, and an integral part of, of the work that Simspa has been doing um, with Propel Teams is on something called the Gold Accelerator Programme. And we've started building in some, some other accelerator programmes. So 
absolutely delighted to have you on the cast, Sean, and thanks for joining us today. If we can start off by just you sharing a little bit about um, Propel Teams, what you do, and in particular, how you've been working with us on the Digital Marketing Hub. Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, yeah, first and foremost, Danette, thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to diving into a few bits. Um, so yeah, so I'm Sean, as you say, and I, I work as part of the, the team at Propel, and Propel Teams is all about working in collaboration with and and in and with partners from around the sector to to propel ourselves and each other really so what that means in practice is is growing either startups or scale-ups or individuals to develop in whatever that looks like for them and to innovate in whatever ways that looks like to them and and getting around and building teams around people building support around people so that they can uh, accelerate on their on their growth journey really um propel is a, a network of specialists from the sport personal health and well-being sector that we kind of coordinate and then we put selected people from that network around like i say startup scale-ups or individuals um to help them them grow uh, either personally or professionally so yeah that is what propel is in a nutshell and um yeah part of a big part of what we've been doing this year is like you say working with the dmh um and and building the accelerators that we use as a as a way of doing exactly that for for individuals and organizations across our sector so that is what we do in a nutshell it's a great it's a great concept sean and and something that we at simsbury have been really interested to to, to learn more about you know speaking with yourself and and the team at, at propel you kind of talked about the sector why why do you think that um and sport and physical activity sector this this kind of concept of um of the work that you're doing around accelerators um really kind of fits in well with 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 the work that goes on in the sector and the people that work across the sector yeah i think it's an interesting one because i think what at the heart of it for me is is there's so many parallels between how we operate you know inherently as sport and physical activity people and and what is at the heart of accelerators so obviously there are individual sports but i think at the heart of of sport is collaboration with a team you know working as a team together um and and caring about the person next to you just as much as as your own development and and then also being willing to be coached um and or coaching each other like so those two things really like collaboration and teamwork and then the, the openness to coaching those two things are also at the heart of what makes a good accelerator so i think like it's a natural those principles from accelerators kind of teamwork and, and collaboration and then coaching they're natural things for us as sports and physical activity people so it's not kind of trying to shift people's mindsets to be open to those things we're already there as sports and physical activity people so i think for me that's the that's why accelerators fit so well in our sector yeah, most definitely that certainly kind of coming in, coming into the sector and starting to work in the sector myself is one thing that I've I've seen that everybody is so willing to share their experiences, but also to learn learn from each other as well. Um, and I think through through the digital marketing hub, what what we've seen is um, you know, the feedback that we've had is that people really like that that kind of engagement and that that community feel, and that you know when when you're not the expert in in mm. something having the opportunity to share practice and share learning and 
you know, the openness of people to share what's worked and what hasn't worked has, has been really important. Do you want to tell us a little bit more, Sean, about the specifics around the Accelerator program that we've we've been been working on with the um, with with the digital marketing? Of, you know, in terms of the combination of 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 sort of sessions and how people engage, and some of the webinars that have that have been taking place on that. Yeah, sure. So I might start at the top if that's all right. So the gold Brilliant. The gold Accelerator program, as you mentioned, is 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 a program designed to work with. Uh, individuals in the sector who are responsible in some way shape or form for digital marketing uh, and, and the idea is that the, the six-week program supports them build a plan for their digital marketing moving forward so it helps them get to grips about what they're really trying to achieve and what they're trying to do in their digital marketing and sets them up with a plan that they can go forward from the accelerator and and apply that plan really and, and make that turn that plan into action so that's the kind of concept um and obviously accelerator programs are traditionally from the kind of world of tech and tech startups and kind of innovation and and really that's where we borrowed the idea from 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 people who work in that sector like joe dr joe and, and dr tom uh, toby stone they kind of supported us translate the core ideas two of which i've mentioned already kind of collaboration and and coaching but also we kind of see that a big part of what works in that sector in terms of accelerators is the networks and the connections that come out of of those accelerator programs making sure people on them are connecting out well in inside the accelerator so with other peers and mentors but then also people outside of the sector um outside of the accelerator within the sector to you know, once you leave that accelerator, you leave with a more feeling, more connected, more networked. People know more what you're doing. And you have access to more mentors than you than you started with. So that's kind of where we've taken all the the principles of accelerators and thought, well, why can't we do all of those things with individuals trying to develop their skills? And we kind of call it like to skill up rather than to start up or scale up like they would use in the, in the tech uh, industry. So, so, yeah, we took that idea and we thought, why not? And, and like I say, with the help of experts, we we tweaked the program design to to incorporate all of those things and build the gold accelerator. So in answer to your question specifically, what that looks like is we built six weeks worth of a program which has um, which had a live session each week where we'd come together uh, for six weeks in a row. And each week would be building up a different part of the plan. So we'd, we'd focus really heavily on one area of that plan whether that's audience or usps or your value proposition and then other weeks it might be the tools and channels you're going to use to to speak to your audience and then another week might be content i.e how you're going to share your message and, and what content works for your audience so each week we take a different element of the plan we'd explore it in detail with our partners seventh element who are our kind of digital marketing experts and then off the back of that live session we'd set smart tasks effectively homework that would be a way of supporting the participants to digest all that content reflect on it what it means for them and the homework was to build a bit of their plan in relation to that particular topic and then each week throughout the six weeks you kind of build a bit of your plan until at the end of the program you'd have your you combine it all and you'd have your full plan that you could take off into the real world and um yeah, go in action. So that was kind of the core, the backbone, as I like to call it, of the programme. And then underneath that, we layered, like I say, all of those principles 
that we took from Accelerator. So there was coaching sessions in between them with with us as coaches. There was community space within the the digital marketing hub where people could, you know, the the learning and the engagement didn't didn't stop and restart in the next week. It was happening all the time. People were sharing ideas. Hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Found this cool thing. Thought it might be useful for you because you're in a similar sector. So we had that community space, and then we also did um, kind of networking moments where we we brought mentors in from around the sector and from within our propel network to come and talk to those community to those cohorts and connect in with them and, and we connect with them up as well so yeah a really intricate program that gave people lots of opportunities and borrowed on a lot of those principles but at the heart of it was was coaching community connection and collaboration really the, um that that as you say that that collaboration community and and development um has, has been so so important and, and you know the, the gold accelerator program was was hugely impactful and we've developed some other um accelerators um silver and bronze um really to kind of expand out um who 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 can engage and, and how they can engage can you just Give us a little bit of background, Sean, on on the the kind of differences in those um that those different accelerators and and the type maybe the types of um participants and and um types of kind of roles and and what they do that that have engaged with with each of them. Sure, sure. So, yeah, silver and bronze were born out of gold. <laughs> um, so we started with gold, and the kind of threshold for gold was you don't have to be an expert. This isn't like an advanced course. Um. But you did have to be relatively confident in the basics of digital marketing. And like I said before, like responsible in some way for digital marketing, whether that's because you're a personal or one person personal trainer business and by default you are responsible for your digital marketing or you are the marketing and communications manager at an active partnership. You in some way you're responsible for digital marketing. Um, so there was a level of confidence that and experience required to join the gold accelerator and just as an aside that's what made the accelerator the gold accelerator so amazing is because we didn't say you all had to be at a certain level of experience or super senior we had levels from right from heads of marketing to like i say there's someone who's a yoga teacher and they just have to do social media and digital marketing by default and they're not that confident so that meant that that community and that collaboration and that combining strengths, people could mentor each other and turn around and offer advice within those cohorts. So there was a load of peer to peer learning as well as the coaching and the experts that we that they got to access. So that was a aside, but that was what another thing that made it so wonderful. So in answer to your question, what we learned there, though, that some people struggle to make that level of commitment, you know, six weeks with homework, with different events and all that sort of stuff was a big ask for busy people in our sector. Um, two was overwhelm for some people. You know, some people were not at that, weren't meeting that threshold um, realistically and was like, oh, this is all a bit much. I just need to step back and think about the basics. Um, and another, and the third reason really was I can't make those times. <laughs> like the live sessions was like, they're live sessions, right? And I can't make those times because I'm coaching in a school or I've, working on Fiverr, I've got to pick the kids up or, or whatever, like it was very practical reasons. So we thought, what can we do to remove those barriers and create something new and different um, for people? So that's where, where the Silver Accelerator and the Bronze Accelerator came from. Uh, just a, 
a kind of overview of what they are. So the Bronze Programme is a is a webinar series, uh, plain and simple, just on some real basic stuff, some quick fire content learning from an expert. There's no commitment, there's no community um, aspects to that. So it's more of a programme than an accelerator. So it's a series of webinars from in combination with the Digital Marketing Institute where you can turn up live to the webinar or you can listen to the recording online. And the beauty of that is we lay them all out. They've all got a very specific subject and you can pick and choose which subjects are relevant to you and get stuck into it as and as you want, basically. So that kind of fits that on demand. I can't make that session because the kids have got to pick the kids up or I've got to go to work or that sort of stuff. And then the silver accelerator is really predominantly for those people that don't have the time to commit to a big six week piece of learning um, and or feel a bit overwhelmed by it all. And it's like, I just need to step back and get my ducks in a row with the basics, basically. So with those two principles in mind, we created a mini accelerator, I guess, which has all those elements, coaching, community, collaboration, uh, and the content. But what it does is it chunks it up into four 30 minute sessions a week, and then some really simple quick fire uh, tasks off the back of that, that, that take, you know, a third of the time of the gold accelerator and isn't so involved, isn't so planning the future. It's what are the basics of your message? For example, what are you trying to say? What is the one tool that you're going to use that is going to have the most impact? Where in your community can you make, can you drive your message and get your clients if you're a yoga teacher from, for example? Um, how are you going to monitor your success? You know, don't try and get 5,000 followers. Like you need 10 new clients. So what does that mean for the amount of engagement you have, for example? Um, and then who is your audience? Don't try and talk to everyone, like define who you're trying to talk to. If it's, if it's, uh, take myself, if it's males, but 18 to 35, for example, talk to them, don't try and talk to everyone. So it just really asks those key questions and gives people space and support to grapple with them. So yeah, that is the Silver Accelerator in a nutshell. All three of the programmes um, re really kind of do offer something for everybody, as you say, regardless of kind of their, ability to to commit the time that they've got and and kind of the background and involvement um that that they have and to to kind of finish up sean what what are we hearing from people that have taken part in the accelerators in terms of the impact on them on their businesses on the organizations they work for on their clients what what's some of the feedback we've 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 been getting sure so <laughs> where to start there's loads so I'll try and theme them up rather than just list everything that's coming to mind um the first thing that, that has come across loud and clear is reassurance that people don't have to do everything I think digital marketing is such a a daunting landscape if you're not an expert in it it's like oh my gosh there's SEO and social and email newsletters and Google and this and that and oh my gosh and analytics and there's so much I've got to get my head around and get and keep on top of and the eight different social media platforms and and people in our sector or the people we've been working with I hear that a lot like I just don't have time or the skills or the confidence to tackle this big landscape and all the component parts of it and I think through the gold accelerator and indeed the community at large the digital marketing hub at large through our content or our webinars what has come through loud and clear and time and time again people have heard like oh I don't have to do all of that stuff to make a difference great and you just like see the weight coming off people's mind coming off people's shoulders and 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 then once that weight is off 
the digital marketing hub or the accelerators are there to help them, like I was saying about the silver accelerator, really focus in on what they've got capacity to do and what, you know, like for some people I had a brilliant, I'll give you an example, a brilliant conversation the other day with, with someone who was running their own personal training business. She was, like, she was saying to me, I really struggled to do Twitter, to do LinkedIn, to do Instagram, to do Facebook and keep on top of all of this while also going out and personal training, right? And having a life and, and looking after my family. And so she made that realization where it kind of, the, the weight came off her shoulders. And then through the content we have on the, the hub and the odd webinar that can support her do that, we built a plan back up that was like, she's just gonna focus on Instagram because that's where her audience are and that's what she knows how to use. And that's the best way she can get her message across. And all of a sudden she was like, great, I'm going to do that. And it's having great impact because she's talking to her audience in a way she can manage and on a platform they are already at. So like that kind of weight off is definitely one theme we're hearing for sure. Um, measuring success and being intentional. I think that's probably the word. Like I think people we saw for a whole host of reasons were doing digital marketing because they thought they needed to do digital marketing, right? I got to post something. I'm going to post it. What have I thought today? Here's my, here's me saying the same thing as yesterday, just in a slightly different way. And I've got to post and I've got to post and I've got to post. And now through the accelerators or the webinars or the content or the community conversation in the digital marketing hub, people are getting to grips with the idea of intentionality around what they're posting and measuring the success. So rather than, oh, I'm posting about my class that I'm doing next week because I need to is what do I want to drive what does success look like for my business right it's 10 new followers or 10 new clients or whatever so what's the type of content I need to create in order to do that what's the cadence that I post it what does the amount of engagement on those posts look like compared to then converting those people into clients or participants or whatever that is for you and just being far more intentional about it rather than just post endlessly and hope for the best so I'd say I'd say those two things are the biggest ones, really. Um, and then the third thing is like it's nice because I follow a lot of our community members on their various social media platforms and I see the quality of content. Just going up <laughs> all of the time through through engaging in, in the different ways in the digital marketing hub of what makes good content. And that isn't just it's aesthetically pleasing, it's that it shares a message in a really concise way, that it speaks, that it's authentic, that it drives to a certain call to action all the components of what makes a good content a piece of content I'm seeing in the real world well, on in the real world of people's various social media so yeah the quality of content as well I think it's going higher and higher so there, I guess there's loads but they're my three that I would take yeah it, it is kind of one of those things um I think I think Digital marketing, particularly when we talk about social social media, I think every everybody thinks that everybody can do it and everybody should be doing everything. And you you do kind of look at it and think, oh, I've got to do manage all these platforms and I've got to be posting content all the time. And I think that's certainly you know one thing we we hear loud and clear is people just feel a lot more confident to target the stuff that gives them the best impact rather than spreading themselves really across everything and trying to do everything and, and the the community aspect of of the accelerator and you know digital marketing is really enabling people to 
feel confident not to do things I think as much as um doing things and I think that makes it much more access- accessible for people in that I I can make a start I can do something I don't have to have a fear of starting to do something because I can't do everything and that that's something that we hear loud and clear absolutely. it is it is an absolutely brilliant pro- program um and you know we're really grateful to be working with Propel on it um and and learning so much from you guys but but also so much from from those that are taking part as as well and um, just a, a final word Sean how can people find out more about Digital Marketing Hub and programs and and get involved yeah so if you if you search uh, Simsford Digital Marketing Hub or or Community Digital Marketing Hub you'll you'll find it eventually um either in the App Store or in Google and and just sign up it's totally free um you can register you'll get straight into our community uh and from there it's it's super easy to navigate the the first steps will take you through to where you can find either the community space where people are chatting people from around the sector peers are are discussing the key issues and and sharing ideas and cross-pollinating ideas uh, it will direct you to the accelerator section so as we were saying there's something for everybody so um, it would direct you to finding the gold, silver, bronze programs or the Digital Marketing Institute's playbook as well. There is um, that's on offer for people as well. And then finally, it will direct you to kind of our content and resource library as well. So you can dive into there to explore everything from planners, guides and ideas right through to deep dive 40 minute webinars with experts um, and everything in between. So, so yeah, get come and join us in the digital marketing hub uh, it's totally free just register and then dive in and explore the hub uh, drop me a message say hi if you if you listen to this and and have found the community through this podcast uh, yeah just drop me a message in the community and say hi yeah it is completely completely free to access to everybody anybody working um or volunteering in the sector we've got um people engaged with the digital marketing hub who are self-employed running their own um businesses as personal trainers as coaches group exercise leaders um through to those working for um small medium and large organizations we've got people working for national governing bodies of sport um whose job is predominantly marketing or or not marketing through to kind of volunteers who are engaged with their local community groups teams um who, who kind of just want to access some support advice tips um and whether you've got you know a few minutes to to dip in to to look for some information um or some ideas or whether you kind of want to make a, a longer commitment to your, your personal development um around this area it really is an excellent resource um sean thanks so much for for your time today really appreciate talking to you and um yeah, I, th- I think we'll be we'll be catching up um uh, on other editions of the cast as well talking about kind of other um aspects of of uh the digital marketing hub and, and work but just thanks thanks so much for your time today sean no worries thank you so much for having me we're delighted to share part two of the conversation between danny housel and andy gray two of our skills hub managers about the work that they and their team are doing with employers around the country You can catch up on part one of the conversation in the September edition of the cast. Over to Danny and Andy. Has there been one, one, not not so much a person, but has there been one organisation or whether it be a large or or a SME where you've almost been like, wow, I can't believe the work you're doing or this facility is amazing? 
I think as well, I've got one based in Merseyside and they're so proactive and experimental. And I'll get an email through sometimes going, I'm going to try this this week. <laughs> and then <laughs> next week they'll go, I want to try this. And you know what? Not scared of failure. Yeah, yeah. And I love that, you know, because definitely some of the things haven't worked, but some have. And I just love listening to the stories um, that come back to me from them because I think it is about being experimental, hearing what things are doing. And also I think our sector can can be quite diverse and we're quite entrepreneurial, I think. You know, like we've got people that will sort of not stay in one area because they've got so much going on in the heads of what they could improve. So, yeah, I think... that's quite, I find that quite interesting about our industry. I must admit, I took that away from the, the data packs that we, we received from the Insight team. When you look at, I think, one of the areas I cover, 93% of the, the organisations within sport and physical activity are micro-organisers, organisations. So, you know, kind of really entrepreneurial. And I, and I think that highlighted how entrepreneurial the whole sector is. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. And, and like you say, you meet some of these SMEs and you just think, wow, I, I didn't realize the facility. I think I put one on LinkedIn the other day. I think you commented actually saying, what a facility. And it, I kind of rocked up to yeah. the industrial unit. And then it was like, it was like Narnia when I got in there. You walk through the door and I didn't expect it to be so big. It had an outside area, it had a huge indoor area. And I was like, wow, this is absolutely phenomenal. And the lady who runs that gym is phenomenal as you say, really proactive, trying new things oh. is really about the client and not about the business. If that makes sense. She's, she's really conscious that it's all about the people that are coming into the gym. And I thought, wow, what a, what, what a facility to have on our doorstep. I know. And, you know, the marketing opportunities and things like that are all things for us to think about as well. Because sometimes I feel like when I go and see a facility and I'm like, how is this not seen much more, you know, than yeah, yeah. maybe what it is. And, you know, I feel like, like there's so much that we can dig into and look at how we can make all these people so seen because yeah. sometimes, you know, they're busy anyway. So sometimes they're hidden and they're fine with that. Yeah. But I think it's definitely a need to make the general public see so much more about our wonderful sort of organisations that are so busy and thriving, you know, and also some of the ones that are quieter and struggling because some of them have got some fantastic facilities, but struggling to market or the areas wrong where they're located or, you know, some of these things that the, the barriers are facing. Um, but yeah, I think there's so many, so many ways of, of us working together to promote yeah. our organizations, is that where you, aren't it? Is it, you similar to what I do? And that's where you segue into, well, we've got the Simspar Academy, which can help benefit these things. We've got all these tools to help you <laughs> put together a marketing strategy with marketing. Yeah. And, but it is so nice to have that readily available to be able to show and support organisations to say, well, actually, as a Simspar member, these are the benefits as well as just being regulated. Yeah. This is what you can also achieve with with some of the resources that we have available. Definitely. It's so important. And, and all those things that we've got, but also how we engage with with our, our organisations as well is sometimes the feedback that they feel they need or they're missing or that shared communication space, you know, that people can share their ideas. I think that's another thing that we're here to do and listen, isn't it? That what do you need? What are you missing? What support do you need? Because some of it, you know, can always be added to, can't it? And that's the exciting time at the moment is is hearing, you know, what's needed and for our, for our organisations that we work with. What's, what's the biggest challenge you face so far? I think... 
sometimes I think we care about the industry so much, don't we? Because it's obviously I've competed in sport and you have (laughs) completely different sports, obviously. But it's, you know, I think we're so passionate about it, aren't we? And I think you take that in sometimes and you think with your heart, not with your head. And I've started to try and reverse that a little bit and think much more with my head when I go and meet people now because obviously normally I just go in I'm so passionate that I want them to do so well but I'm not actually thinking about you know how they are and when I look at the challenges they're facing sometimes you know there's one organization that I've got in Manchester and it works with vulnerable adults and things like that and actually I was going in with my heart thinking oh that all these individuals that is protecting and getting off the streets how important this is but how actually vulnerable that organization is as well because it who it's meeting with you know and who it's working with and how we can make you know improve this and and yeah. I think for everyone involved and I think that was that's my biggest challenge and, and obviously that I'm thinking more with my head there a bit yeah. of my heart but my head as well to make this organization build because what they do for individuals in Manchester is just fantastic you know kids coming through that would normally be on the streets maybe doing things that you know we hope they don't go near you know this is a distraction for them and I'm I'm, you know it's a challenge but I love I love what they're doing what about yourself speaks volumes doesn't it about the power of sport and physical activity and what it can offer people um challenges wise I I don't know but when you're talking about their kind of how enthused you are about that organization i challenges wise I come back and I almost think I create them myself and I, the challenges and I'm like right I come back with ideas I, I had yeah. literally the other day I felt like I had about four cans of Red Bull I was buzzing with ideas because of challenges I'd <laughs> seen and I was like right well how can we impact this bit how can we impact that careers education within schools how can we do something around that skills gaps at the moment right what can we do about that so my last my, I must admit the last sort of four weeks I've probably just sat writing proposals for different ideas and just trying to get them onto, onto word rather than in my head because sometimes that's the worst place for things in my head because it goes a million miles an hour so I think that the challenges has been just getting ideas on the paper I love those days because I've heard when sometimes you've been like, you've come home and you've been like, I've got all these ideas of what we can do, you know, to improve things. I remember you saying, I've got, I've got to just write them down because they're, they're all, you know, but, you know, it's good though, isn't it? Because you just care so much. And I think that's the thing you just, it, you know. Yeah. I think just seeing it maybe from a different point of view. I think that the skills of managers that have come in, we've all got very different life experiences. And I think that's one of the nice things that we've got, certainly about the, the local delivery team. I mean, we were really fortunate seven of us start together and the kind of the bond and camaraderie between us has been, it's been fantastic from pretty much day one and it, and it hasn't, it hasn't faltered. It's still the same now. And, and the fact that, and the wider local delivery team, that's phenomenal support system as well. So I think it's really, it's really like even just this today, just talking about different experiences. I think that having these ideas is really good because you can just get and get on the phone to you or, or one of the other skills of managers and just bounce those ideas. And someone might go, well, actually, how you thought about this? How you thought about that? And I might end up thinking it's a rubbish idea. But but the fact that I've, you know, I'm able to talk about it and ask those questions, I think has been one of the, certainly working, working in the team that we're in has been one of the, the major positives. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're all so unique in how we think, which I think is great. We're all different areas. We all hear different stories. 
and we all process and deal with things in different ways. And I think that strengthens our team, doesn't it? Because we can bring what we're hearing from our partners or, you know, or the organizations that we've not met with yet. And we can, we can sometimes come together and, and share ideas and, yeah, I think it's great because one of us will say one thing, won't we? And the other will be like, well, let's, what about if we do it this way? And I think, yeah, it's, it's a great, you, you know, group, isn't it? To, to work Phenomenal. With. I think we're, we're probably opposite ends of the skill, whereas you're quite methodical and you break things down and really, really plan it. And I'm, I'm the opposite. And I just kind of, I go and do it and then think, <laughs> oh, actually, I'll, I'll better ask Danny watching. What but I think we balance each other that way though. I, and I think that might be definitely I think that might be the sprinting days in me you know because I used to break down techniques so much yeah. and how you run and you know make things as efficient as possible so I'll sit there won't I but I think I'll go the other way too much is that I'll be too methodical and it'll be like I can step away from that a little bit whereas yeah. I think yeah you're the opposite aren't you but I do think we balance each other really well there yeah, when I used to compete, it was a good offense as a good defense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, on the oh. offensive. But no, it is. It's it's a um, it's a it's a really good role, challenging role. But one I know that I'm certainly enjoying. And just looking looking forward to kind of getting into it even deeper now. Really, definitely, I'm looking forward to our next chapter. I know we'll have, to, we'll have to do another one of these and and another maybe three months to see where where we're at on our journey then we'll have more stories won't we then we so that, let's do it yeah danny thank you for your time i've thoroughly enjoyed catching up with you as always oh thanks so much andy we hope you enjoyed this edition of the cast from simspa look out for the cast extra with in-depth conversation about innovative work taking place in the sector If you'd like to get involved with future podcasts, please get in touch.